Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is an author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi, and welcome to Stance for Health podcast. I'm Dr. Rodney, along with the amazing Karen Sebastian Worth. Today, our topic is the amazing benefit. Are you ready for this? Of confrontation. Confrontation. Yeah. And what does that have to do with health? We'll get into that. Whoa. All of this was born out of this week. Karen has this uh, service that she subscribes to that describes whatever the day happens to be, whatever we're celebrating. It's national fill in the blank. This week was one of the days, national opposite day. So one of the things that came up was that there is a big difference. Some of us, it's the same in our minds, the difference between conflict and confrontation. A lot of this has to do with what we may find to be an opposite of what we believed. You want to go into that, Karen? I certainly do. Thanks for that setup. That was perfect. When we have a difference of opinion with someone, the tendency is to set up a boundary that says, I am going to convince you of what I believe. And so that's when conflict happens. Boom. Two principles that seem to be opposing. Confrontation, on the other hand, should be a conversation. It should go something like this. I need to ask you about and bring up the topic and then listen to their point of view. Because when you can confront that there is a difference, it may be that you agree to disagree. As a health practice, as a wellness center, I should say, as a wellness center, we encounter this so often where people have their belief system. And when Dr. Rodney challenges that, there can be a resistance And we can tend to take that personally, but that's not what's happening. Conflict is negative. Confrontation is positive. That may be opposite of what you were raised with. But do you see the difference of bringing conflict, converting it into a confrontation where you see what the differences are and it's okay to disagree? So what I think I hear you saying then is that conflict is potentially unproductive, whereas confrontation is more productive. Absolutely. Because you actually get to a point of resolution. Exactly. There's a greater chance for that. And when you have conflict, you also have emotions involved. Right. And that sense of, I'm right, I've got to prove I'm right, instead of, oh, let me hear what you have to say. And it's amazing how disarming it is when you say, you know, I'm surprised that (laughs) because from where I'm sitting, it seems like it should be this. What are you seeing? And sometimes it's just something simple 
or a belief system that they've carried their whole life. Right. So we're, what we're saying in a way then is I think if I'm understanding better what you're speaking about with regard to conflict versus confrontation is that they are potentially opposites. Yeah. Because one of them is emotionally charged and one of them is doesn't have to be. And one of them is unproductive and the other one is. One's a blow up. The other is a bridge. Oh, okay. If you look at confrontation, acknowledging that there is an elephant in the room and saying, bringing it up, because if you're afraid of conflict, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be going, I don't want to see that person. That person may feel uneasy as well, where when you just confront it and say, well, sometimes the elephant has left and has left something not so nice too. So there might be some things about health then that we want to confront. Some, well said. some myths and some things that may be opposite, depending on what you hear from what we say, agree or disagree. There, That's confrontation, but let's at least talk about it. Exactly. And it's okay for you to disagree with us. The thing is, we are passionate about what we believe in. And if we believe in it, we put it into practice. And that is our goal at Stance for Health is we want you to take your Stance for Health to see, have you thought about the following things? So what's the first one, Dr. Rodney? I think the one of the biggest reasons why it's top on the list is because it, I think it's something that many of us believe and it causes us to get stuck particularly in the area of health, maybe diet, or with the exception of exercise, which is a completely different topic. Everything in moderation, usually when it comes to food. And drink. And drink. So what comes to mind almost immediately? Oh, it was a terrible story of the brownies. (laughs) Well, what I was actually thinking about was was a guy that he does two things that I don't agree with as far as habits. And one of them is cigarette smoking. Now, if you're a cigarette smoker, if you're a vapor, if you do, if you're in a state where you can do marijuana, I understand when, when you think of moderation, you think of maybe one pack, one fill in the blank. But the other thing that he did was he says, I, you know, what's your drink of choice? And some people say, well, I, you know, I I like water. I I like to drink energy drinks. I like to drink beer. I like to drink wine. And his was, he said it like this, the good stuff, whiskey. And I was like, okay, that maybe that is better. It probably is better than for you than beer. Thing about it is though, is do you really believe that those two things, when done in moderation, are actually good for you at all. And I think there is some argument to some degree. A, a, the, the, conf- the confront is how much of it, any of those substances could you take before it was lethal, right? Mm-hmm. How much? How much cigarette smoke would you have to have before, or how much? Uh, how much marijuana would you have to smoke, or how much? Fill in the blank. And unfortunately, people are finding out later 
and right. it's too late to do anything about it. Right. And I've chosen since I was a preteen to not do certain things because why? Yeah. So it's interesting too. The story that came to my mind when we first started was the person who made a batch of brownies and was trying to make a point, confront the bad things for uh, poor nutrition, particularly the the things that the prepared foods that we put, the things we put in our food. And so they brought the batch of uh, brownies and they said, I just want you to know that I only put in a teeny bit of poop. You won't even be able to taste it. And so that's kind of the way that I feel that we've done as a society of about what we eat and we drink is it just has a little bit of MSG or it just has a little bit of this or that or the other and we accept it. So the confrontation on that is. So everything in moderation may not be healthy. If you have a, if you have a glass of wine a week, glass of wine a day, well, it's good to get, if you're going to raise a glass with friends, it's better for you. According to the studies, the social aspect or the connection aspect is more important than the alcohol that you're drinking, the cigar that you're smoking or the pipe that you're smoking. It's more, what are you doing with people? So I can confront that with, I'm okay being with the people doing that. And I raise my glass of water. Absolutely. And that's my choice to do. If you're thinking about drinking, don't, because some of us have predispositions to alcohol or smoking, and it's easier to become addicted for some of us than than others. So that's everything in moderation might be an open door. It may be a, based on some of the things that we brought up, it may be a uh, fallacy. And just because everybody's doing it is not a good reason. Okay. So here's another uncomfortable one. (laughs) The topic is staying warm to avoid a cold, catching a cold. Could that be a fallacy? Could that be opposite? What do you think? I was cold in my own house this morning to the point of almost shivering. And then on top of that, I took a cold shower. I don't know what thoughts you might have of that, but at the same time, the research is beginning to show that the more uncomfortable you are, the more you stimulate homeostasis or the homeostatic mechanism, the more you actually give yourself margin for error rather than a a small area for your hypothalamus to warm you up or to get the signal to warm you up. What do you think of that, Karen? Well, research has shown that incremental cold exposure actually boosts the immune system Mm. and clinging to the warmth without any causes the immune system to struggle more when it is exposed. So when I really like, if I may, yeah. the, what you said about incremental yes. exposure to cold versus yes. like uh I almost froze to death, for instance. Yes. Or I had I almost had frost nip or I had frostbite. No, we're not talking about those extremes. We're not talking about the Iceman uh Wim Hof, we're not talking about but freezing your retina. Up to yes. It. And see, that's that's I think what some people because of the internal sense that happens when you're exposed to cold, 
What are you telling yourself? It's your body saying, you need to survive. You need to get into the warmth. Well, that's at extremes, but turning that shower for the last 30 seconds of that shower to cold or just hopping in a in a cold shower, it's not that cold. In fact, we measured it with a thermometer and it was not even <laughs> 70. It was 68.9. Now yeah. this morning, it was a little colder outside right. and it felt like it was probably freezing, but it wasn't. Still only probably mid 60s, low yes. 60s. Yeah, but yeah. It invigorated, it got the norepinephrine going, it got the motivation going. And as soon as you get out, you feel warmer. It's the paradox of our bodies. So I love that. That we could go into so many different versions of that. You know, we could go into breath holds, in other words, uh, hypoxia. We could go into to other things that are extreme, but I want to actually address an, or at least confront an opposite, a potential opposite. How about when I exercise even more? In other words, uh, run a marathon marathon or gosh, what are some of the other extremes out there? If I actually, the longer, how about this? Let me state it this way. Let me confront, confront it this way. The longer I spend in the gym, the more likely I am to be healthier and or drop weight. Wow. Well, the opposite, it's a potential opposite because of what we know with regard to ATP production and energy production. There's plenty of exercise gurus out there that say, eat whatever you want as far as carbs go, but as long as you have these particular foods in your diet, then you're not, it's going to turn off the fat production part of your body. Well, we're not trying to necessarily gain more lean muscle and look all ripped and shredded and stuff like that. If you're if you're just in this for the long haul, maybe you're listening to this because you heard that this has to do in part with longevity and you'd be right. The reality is that when you do short bursts, in other words, for high intensity, you get your heart rate from around 80 to 90% of your total max heart rate. You do that anywhere from three to nine times, then the opposite is true. We know this because we've actually seen the research where ATP production goes up. Your telomeres, in other words, the business end of your of your chromosomes, actually, to keep things from tangling up and, and make a mess, actually increase in complexity, and it actually stimulates brain production as well. It's incredible. Yeah. And it does truly go against the whole thought process, which is why there's such shock when this very fit athlete is running a marathon, has a heart attack and dies, or they come back and they get very ill because their immune system was so challenged. That's a brilliant point. And that is what we have to see with the blue zones is that they're not working out in the gym. The people that live to these five areas where people live to more than a hundred years old, they are just moving frequently and with purpose and they aren't trying to set any records. They are socially meeting to have their movement together, whatever they're doing together. And they are enjoying their life without this sense of competition because the cortisol that's pulled on, that stress hormone that's pulled on to 
do these things, and especially for the weekend warrior. Oh, great point. The great one point. who sits all week yes. and then expects to make up for eating whatever they wanted on the weekends by overexerting. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. And there there are some, you know, some other issues soft tissue wise that that's where Weekend Warrior became such a, a memory in school was that people that often would exercise on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and they, and they would do like basketball leagues. They were having uh, shin splints. They were having fallen arches. They were having plantar fasciitis. They were having all kinds of issues with their knees and their hips and things like that. Why? Because they didn't give their muscle tendon interface or the, or the place where the ligament connects bone to bone, they weren't giving that enough attention so that that tissue would stay strong or stay thick or and basically, if you don't move it, you lose it both soft tissue wise and neurological wise. Wow. So those are those are some truths uh, in, in opposition, things that we definitely uh, about longevity and going the distance that we want to confront. And unfortunately, for the person that that is their identity. Yes. The research has not convinced them. That's and right. we trust we won't see them again with injuries that are so serious that it's going to take even longer to correct. What we do is we confront and say, this is the research. Take a look at it. And ultimately, it's their choice. Second to the last one. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Related to purpose. Could it be that this may be opposite? In this country, or at least in the West, where we're more affluent, the goal is to do either nothing <laughs> or to do what you want when you want to do it. What we're talking about is retirement. Essentially, get to a place where your purpose is almost purposeless. When I was in the seminar industry, I went to a lot of places that were People were in service industries, uh, government type of facilities, and had a lot of regulations, a lot of things, a lot of confinement, not a lot of creative ability or stretch in what they did. And almost to a person, it was a very negative environment because they were just hanging on until they could retire. And then they would be talking about that person that had retired and less than six months later, they had passed away. And that is what we're talking about. We're talking about how people will sacrifice their life purpose to put in, we're not against retirement, but to put money into a retirement fund, doing something they just despise to go to work every day, only to get to that Mecca, so to speak, that place where they are retired and not have a purpose, not have things that other than work that they like to do. And they didn't know what to do. Their body just fell apart. Mm. Wow. So that's very similar in some ways to the last statement that we want to confront, that it could be an opposite. Could the opposite be true that if I already have symptoms or I am older than 60, older than 50, fill in the blank, I'm 
it could be that I think I'm too old or it's too late for me. I've already had too many years, too many decades, too much water under the bridge, so to speak, in order to, for any of these things that we've been saying to make a difference. Wow. You know, it was interesting. We were watching a documentary about a rover on Mars named Opportunity. And it was only supposed to last 90 souls, which is the days in Mars, but it went on 15 years. What was so interesting is that they attributed physical attributes to these rovers and began to describe the aging process yeah. as you know this this uh, wheel is arthritic <laughs> and right. i'm thinking that's that that's something that we need to confront and we see it a lot with our health partners well what do you expect i'm and fill in the blank some people it can be 50 60 70 i'm doing pretty good for 75 and yet that belief that that's just going to automatically happen is what we want to confront. I want to choose one area that I've seen research over and over again. And and the other one, which is a little bit more anecdotal, but probably makes sense. The first one is fatty acids, specifically in the form of AA or arachidonic acid versus the ratio to the good guys, EPA, DHA, and so on, essentially fish oil. We found the research found that to a person, that once that person started taking more fish oil, not let me just put it this way, they're all cause mortality. And, and that that includes neurodegenerative disease, diseases and cardiovascular diseases and what Karen was just saying, joint diseases. To a person, 60% reduction. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But why isn't that making headlines all over the world? So that's why we wanted to confront that today. Yes. It's just the opposite of what you'd think. And the other one was, we were talking about this earlier, if you stop smoking then your your lung if it's too late if you if I'm already smoking I've been doing this for too long my whatever damage is done is done what they what we have found in the research anecdotally and what I've heard and what I've seen is that when people stop smoking their body regenerates mm-hmm. it still bounces back mm-hmm. so those are just two examples uh High-intensity interval training can always benefit from that. Cold exposure, you can always benefit from that. As long as you're alive, as long as you're taking breath, as long as you have a desire to be in community, have purpose, eat better, or in this case, not necessarily in moderation, but a few things. If you just go out of your way to be a little different, guess what? It's not too late. I love that. It is not. And the decision that you make you make it personally. It's not because it's popular with others. It's your conviction. But we are happy to DM you these articles just in the in the show notes. Get in touch with us and say, please send me the, we'll list out what we're confronting. And we have documentation on every single one of these that if you'll open your mind to challenge 
what you believe and take that stance for health, you will see a difference. There is an opportunity. If you're alone in this or you feel alone in this, There, if you're in the DFW area, there is an opportunity for you to become part of a community. And if, if we're your only option for community and you have a community because of it, do it. At, at church, uh, uh, Rotary Club, I find something that you can become a part of that. We just happen to do this because we want you to take your stance for health. We want you to confront some of these things and ask yourself, is that true? Ooh, that's good. And if it's not true, it's not too late. That's <laughs> so we're grateful that you had a chance to listen to this today. We're, you got to this point. Thank you. Thank you for going out of your way to listen to this. Thank you for being part of the Stance Tribe at whatever level you happen to be. If it's just listening to our podcast, we're so delighted. If you're part of our tribe and you're listening to this, you're going out of your way to get healthy. Kudos to you. We bless you for that. And we want to thank you that you've allowed us to help you take your stance for health. See you next time. Thank you for joining us at Stands for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.